Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility the numbers told the story they always do this is a numbers game with gil alexander on vsin one of those idiots who believe in analytics good wednesday morning to you it is a numbers game at vsin the sports betting network vsin.com the vsin app fubo sling game plus iHeartRadio, the youtube tv it's gil alexander jeff parlay here as well jeffrey good morning you good Yes, Jeffrey doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, we're we're all good. We're, we're all good. Crying. Well, just one of these mornings, I want you to be like, you know what, Gil? Actually, I'm not doing well. I'm that here. would you know here's what's I, ailing me. I think that would be a, I think that would be alarming. It would be like <laughs> the guy we had to check in on yeah. on with his tweets yesterday. The guy we had to check. Remember oh. the, uh, the the one gentleman who uh, tweeted some oh, uh, yeah, wild he was, things. He was. It's on that tweet, tweet storm. Then he, he confessed to us that he was having matters going on in his life. Brady Cannon will join us later to talk uh, PGA. Uh, not only PGA tournament, but the uh, the PGA championship itself next week. We'll talk to Brady in studio. Jason Weingarten from Under Cloud of Smoke in Southern Cali. Uh, he'll join us in his regular Wednesday slot. Uh, this hour, John Legaza will join us. Uh, John Legaza, uh, his Twitter handle is at MLB Moving Average. Um, he is phenomenal on the sport of baseball. We will talk to him. He is infectious in his love for the sport. So we'll talk to him and. Uh, as we do usually on Tuesdays, but we'll start today on a Wednesday because he wasn't able to join us yesterday from NBC Sports Edge, Bet the Edge podcast, and of course, the Densick Classic podcast of the Deep Dive, which he does with Andy Molitor. It's Drew Densick. How you doing, Drew? Oh, I'm doing well. Appreciate you guys accommodating me. I always love talk, talking to you. It's not it's not a uh, a normal good week uh, without uh, getting in touch with the the numbers game fam. So appreciate you having me. Yeah, no, I, I listen, man. Accommodate you. We appreciate you being willing to come <laughs> on. And thank you for that report from Churchill Downs that they uh, that they Ooh. knew you from this show. Ooh. 
So you didn't, you didn't have rich strike. Did you No. I uh, no. Uh, it was, uh, so I've been making this joke a lot. So apologies if you've already heard it, but, uh, it was a really fun week. I made a lot of friends. I lost a lot of money on the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. So yeah. it was a, uh, it was a, uh, a bad race. Uh, I played a ton of matchups. I think I went like one in 10. <laughs> I played, wow. uh, you know, superfectas and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. Re- realistically, um, my perspective was there was about a 10% chance we were going to get a pace meltdown. Um, because I just, I didn't believe in the whole four horse having a clean start and firing the way that it did. Um, I definitely didn't see the seven, uh, chasing the four and really creating that kind of a p- early pace where, uh, you know, the, the, you know, every other early speed horse basically got burned out before they got to the final turn. So, um, that was sort of like the black swan type of type of race in terms of the way I saw it playing out. Um, and so, you know, realistically, just the way that the pace, these, you know, the pace broke down was so, uh, you know, such a small percentage of what I thought was likely that, you know, everything else I bet into, uh, basically failed. There it is. There is the postscript on the, uh, 148th <laughs> rose, the 148th run for the roses. Well, I hope the preakness is better for you. How about that? We'll leave, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we go to Madrid real quick. <laughs> I have a couple. So yesterday I had two picks. One lost, Davidovich Fakina, uh, who won the first set and then just could not get a big break point against Ogier Aliasim. And then the other one I had was Bianca Andrescu, up a set, up a break on Emma Raducanu. And in what is becoming a scourge in women's tennis, Raducanu just took her toys and went home. And it just, you know, you, you just, it's part of, it's the price of doing business, but it's just getting really, it's getting worse. Uh, she's not the only culprit, but sometimes you land on a, on a, match like that today i have two still to come uh for those who are wondering and i'm curious what you have i have yulia putin seva which is about to start here against garbinia mugarutha uh putin seva is about a plus 128 dog i got her actually five cents worse than that last night but i'm on putin seva and i am also on a little later on i am taking a flyer on danielle freaking collins as a big <laughs> dog against uh simona halep i'm not sure what you have today what do you got well, I agree with both of your looks there. Poots is solid, and that is an absolutely absurd price. I've been looking at try to trying to attack that through. Because so when you have value on a dog and it's a dog that's that big, you have to do a little soul searching. Are we going to bet this money line, or are we going to uh, try to find some other way to attack it, either through the set handicap, game handicap, or the total? Because um, a lot of times, uh, you know, a dog with value just means a more competitive match than Correct. the market expects. Yes, uh, and so that can go a bunch of ways, and. Um, you know, Daniel freaking Collins is the type of player that uh, I can see extending this to a three setter. So I think the over uh, is a, you know, is a solid look there in addition to, or in, uh, in, um, as an alternative to the money line uh, on the men's side. Uh, and by the way, like, you know, as, as down as I was on the Derby, uh, the Madrid open was, uh, oh, was yes. just fantastic. It was fabulous. <laughs> that was a beauty. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz coming through with wins, win, win down the home stretch. And particularly the entertaining, the quality of tennis was just incredible, incredible. in the quarterfinal semifinals. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of questions about what was he going to show up with in the final after those two very, very hard fought performances against the two best in the world. Uh, and then to see him come out and just go scorched earth on Zverev was pretty sweet. So um, that Drew, was that was fun. That Drew, was fun. it's it's the best thing in sports. Like it's a very unpopular American opinion, but like it's not even close. What these players do physically and mentally and what they overcome and the achievement, like the athletic, it's just it's not even close to me. It's the greatest thing in sports. But, you know, we just got to get them winning bets. That's, that's I, how yeah, you bring them I, over. 
Yep. Yeah, I love it. I love it. it and uh, um, if you're new to tennis handicapping, um, this week might be like, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, sh- whiplash. Wait, 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 what? We're doing this again? Yeah. Another Masters 1000? Yeah. We just did one. It's phenomenal. Um, this is the only... Is this the only one in the calendar year where it's truly back-to-back weeks, or is, I, is uh, Canada, Cincy back-to-back weeks? That uh, might be T- Toronto, Cincinnati. Yeah, that Are might those be. Those two compressed like this? I think they might be. They might um, be. But yeah. yeah, two compressed Masters 1000s, and if you don't already realize, like the quality of these fields, everybody shows up, everybody's in form, everybody's trying to win points, win money, like, uh, and uh, and if you're watching Rome, like it is one of the more visually, um, you know, one of the more visually spectacular. Um, settings for a tennis tournament. Uh, even like the the second the secondary courts have you know the the you know Roman statues and the beautiful trees. It is uh, it is really one of my favorite tournaments to watch outside of just the quality of tennis being so high. Um, and this is the final tune-up for the guys like Djokovic and Nadal who are you know, clearly showing some improvement in form, um, which is a, you know, a relief if you had any hopes that the French open was going to be competitive. So, um, you know, we're going to get to see those two play likely in the semifinal, uh, which is effectively your de facto final in my opinion. Um, but on the way there and, uh, specifically this afternoon, um, I like, uh, I like Fanini, uh, to keep it close against center. I played him on the uh, handicap. I think, uh, realistically that ought to be lined. I, I make him about plus plus one eighty, and he's, you know, plus two, uh, two twenty ish in the market right now. Um, I played uh, plus, uh, four and a half and plus four games, uh, four plus four games now is still in the minus one or five range. I think that's bettable. I think Fanini, um, you know, is going to be able to take a set there and, and maybe even pull off the win. Uh, and then going back to the well against scam Nori. Um, I don't think Chilich, <laughs> I don't know that he wins outright, but I think that's going to be a, a, a longer match. I played over 22 and a half games in that one. Is there anything on this show, Jeff, or, where someone fades a team or a person <laughs> like, like drew fades cam Nori? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's established in 2022 and continues throughout the season. <laughs> all right, let, let's go to basketball. Uh, all time best of seven series NBA uh, entering this round. This is from Yahoo Sports. Teams that won Game One of a matchup ultimately prevail 75.6 percent of the time. Game One winners at home 85 percent of the time. Teams that start a series with a two nothing lead 92.4 percent of the time. And teams that win Game Five for a three to two series lead wind up advancing. 82.2% of the time. And, of course, wow. that applies to both of the games last night or both of the series, and that is what both the Sixers and the Mavericks are up against historically. Yesterday, the Heat win Game 5 by 35. The Suns say, okay, hold my beer. They won by 30, <laughs> uh, which is a game that was actually tight at the half, the second one. But uh, the Miami-Philly game was just a blowout. I mean, I guess the question on both of those real quick, we'll get to tonight's games after the break, but on those two games, or on those two series, like, would you jump in on Philly or Dallas in an adjusted series price? And how do you feel about the game six lines? I think the game six line, you're going to have to take some Philly. Um, of the two games we saw last night and those performances in particular, um, I thought Philly – played a little bit more possum, like a little more, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, uh, it didn't go well for them out of the gate. And I think you basically got a little bit of a reduced effort, uh, where they're going to try to win six and then just make it, a. Uh, 
um, you know, a, an ugly game seven and hope that having the best player on the court is the difference. Um, not that that has ever worked for Doc Rivers, but maybe this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think uh, Philadelphia, I think, likely gets this to back to Miami for a game seven. Um, I think minus two, you're catching a little bit of value there. Uh, and in in general, like I said, because I think they are saved, they saved some in their bullets. Um, it felt like Dallas came out pretty hot in that game five and they were giving you honest effort. And um, really that win, that lopsided win in Phoenix's favor to me spelled more. Um, they solved a couple of problems. Um, they were giving Dallas just obscenely good looks around the perimeter. Um, and they finally tweaked their defense to where they were chasing the, the three point shooters off, uh, off the line, which was uh, a huge relief to me personally, cause I need Phoenix to win this series badly. <laughs> but the, uh, um, you know, I was sweating a lot in that first half. And then the third quarter, the, the changes that they made at halftime, I thought were spectacular. Monty Williams kind of showing his, uh, you know, true colors as far as coach of the year there. So, um, I'm hopeful Dallas can, I mean, I'm hopeful Phoenix can close this out in six. I think they're clearly the better team. I think you've gotten some, um, pretty lucky circumstances in games three and four to get Dallas, uh, to this point in the series, frankly. Um, and, uh, a four, two Phoenix series win feels right. Considering the quality difference between these two teams, uh, Miami ultimately, I think comes through in seven. Um, but, uh, for game six right now, if I had to, um, go, uh, go with the uh, sides, I'm taking the chalk, both Philly minus two and, uh, and Phoenix minus two. Yeah. That's what we're seeing right now. At least consensus, uh, check to see uh, different chops might be a tick different in some spots, but yeah, sun's up, uh, up three at the half and then a, uh, 11 to four run to start the uh, second half. And by the time the fourth quarter started, they were up 22. And it was Katie bar the door in that one as well. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, Warriors and Grizzlies game number five tonight. And of course, the Bucks and the Celtics game five. See if Drew has any football uh, season long plays yet as well. Coming back. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700. Gil Alexander, Drew Densick at whale underscore capper on Twitter as well. Uh, back from Louisville, which, uh, you know, wasn't the greatest experience in the end, <laughs> as we've learned. Uh, a great it was trip, a great I'm experience sure. experience yeah. up to the end, yeah. Up basically. to the, the actual race <laughs> itself. You are not alone, I believe, is the uh, the correct phrase there. Let, let me just ask you, so randomly, I was just thinking as we were going to break, uh, a lot of talk schedule comes out tomorrow. Obviously, uh, markets exist uh, much more in volume than they used to. Have you made any NFL bets yet? When do you start, if not? Yeah, the I haven't made a single NFL bet yet, and that's not because I haven't done a little bit of handicapping work. Um, my general feeling about approaching the futures market in any season is establishing a portfolio, not just picking one horse and riding them. Um, and so I think... As I look across, particularly the AFC, where you have an incredibly top-heavy um, conference now, schedule is going to matter in a lot of ways in terms of distinguishing who's, you know, potentially going to win some of these divisions. And I just, you know, the 17-game season, I just don't buy the idea that any of these teams can realistically go wire to wire through the regular season and then carry that to a Super Bowl run. So um, my general feeling is you need to pick off best price available over the balance of the season on everyone in the AFC. Um, If we see any clear, obvious... um, uh, you know, imbalance in the NFC. I may get involved with the futures before the season starts, but uh, realistically, I, I think I'm in the same boat there too, where, you know, I just don't see us existing in a, um, you know, in a, in a world anymore where you're going to get the best price available before the season on any of these NFL teams. Um, 
five years ago, getting this, the one seed, you know, having a buy, uh, you know, mattered a ton in terms of ultimately getting to the Super Bowl. Now I feel like the distinguishing characteristics are, can you stay healthy? Like, and, uh, you know, and, you know, for those reasons, um, you know, it, playing in season in the futures market feels like it's going to make a ton more sense to me this season. Um, on the flip side in the win totals market, I'll definitely take some swings. Um, there are some teams that are getting reasonable respect expected to be around 500 or a little below 500 that I think are going to be absolutely, uh, bottom of the barrel, very difficult to find wins, uh, this season, not just because of difficult schedule, but because the quarterback situation is so heinous. Um, I'm looking directly at Seattle and I'm thinking about that statement. I'm looking at uh, Atlanta when I'm thinking about that statement. I'm looking at Carolina when I'm thinking about that. Um, and you know, the market seems to be appropriately pricing how bad Houston's going to be. Um, but, uh, those other teams that are kind of in the bottom tier that are going to be in the running for the number one overall pick next year. Um, I just don't see them getting to five wins. I mean, you had a, a team like Detroit that had some talented young players last year that had a quarterback that was at, that at least carried some experience. If you didn't want to, you know, build around him for the future, uh, they were playing hard for their coach. They still only got three wins. Um, and I think realistically, uh, you know, I see it both, you know, all of the, all three of those Seattle, Carolina, Atlanta are kind of in that discussion for, um, you know, coming in under four this year, considering, uh, how bad the uh, quarterback situations are. Might even be some markets that, uh, that give you the opportunity to bet on the worst team ultimately in uh, record wise in the NFL. So maybe that's a consideration for those three as well. Can we do the Drew Densick biannual public service announcement, which I think is as good of NFL betting <laughs> advice as there is, which is, yes, there is the regular season win totals market, but oh, alternate yes. season win totals might just be the best thing going. Yes, the um, error bar around these in any given season is about two wins plus and minus. <laughs> so uh, the idea that these win totals are going to be accurate or precise, precise. The idea that they're pre the precision is anywhere close to uh, fair is it's just not the reality we live in, um, injuries matter, uh, you know, player development kept, you know, teams, teams catch, catch, will catch you by surprise to the good and the bad every single year. Um, the win totals themselves are clustered way, way, way closer around 500. than ultimately they get distributed at the end of the regular season, which means if you bet into a win total, you are better off taking a price and getting an alternate over an alternate under. If you have a uh, strong conviction in the team being uh, mispriced by the market, that's just uh, my experience over the years. And, um, and you know, I, one of these years we'll look up and the, and the, uh, alternate win total will be priced correctly. Like you'll only get an extra 20, 50, 25 cents for, uh, for a win in that market. But for now, if you're going to get an extra dollar, uh, it's absolutely bananas not to, uh, uh, swing away in the alt market, uh, as opposed to just you know, laying juice for a full season in the regular win total. Market. It's a beautiful piece of advice. The idea that the alternate season win totals market is is priced with precision is just a complete fallacy. I love that. Um, all right, let's shift to basketball. Oh, actually, one last thing about football. I just want to say this: as you were talking about, you know, number one seed and that the most important thing is to remain healthy. I, I was getting flashbacks on my Tennessee Titans bed, which was completely that last year, right? That they were going to get all yeah. their players back and be the number one seed, which is exactly what happened. And then Ryan Tannehill couldn't get past Cincinnati despite nine sacks on the defense. I will always go. I, I don't care what anybody tells me. I will always lament what could have been with last year's Tennessee Titans. Brutal. Absolutely yeah. brutal. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, every, every, I mean, 
last year, I don't want to say that like, Hey, recency bias, this is just the way it's always going to be now, but both the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals wildly lucky to be in that Super Bowl. Uh, and you know, as, even as someone who profited significantly yeah. from the Rams winning, uh, like pff, what a luck box. I, I mean, really and truly, like if they have to go to, you know, if, if, you know, if, if Dallas beats uh, San Francisco in round one and Rams have to go to green Bay in round two, you know, that's it for them. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I just, uh, if things had to break so perfectly, it was, uh, and you know, that's, that's what, that's the way we are in a, in a one and done type of playoff compared to, uh, you know, what I'm becoming more of a, I, I like, I'm starting to like the NBA playoffs more and more because, uh, uh, you know, the randomness plays such a, uh, uh, lesser part in ultimately deciding who the champion is. Well, let's go back to that in our final uh, few minutes here. Let's go back to tonight. Now, uh, double header in the national basketball association, obviously one potential closeout game, which is the late game between the warriors and the Grizzlies. But let's start with the bucks and the Celtics game five back in Boston series, knotted up two games apiece. Celtics, Five and a half point favorites, total two fourteen. What if anything are you doing with this? Yeah, this is uh, this is one where randomness is going to matter. <laughs> this is a very close series. No way are Boston five and a half points better at home. Uh, this market does not seem to be reflecting reality in any way that I can tell you. Uh, take the dog. I think the dogs in general has been priced favorably in this series every step of the way. All of these games have been coin flips. Uh, and, um, you know, home court, does it matter? Of course it matters. Uh, you're going to get, you know, you'll get a little bit of uh, a ref bias the way that the crowd is supporting this uh, team in the garden. Sure. But, um, realistically the Milwaukee bucks are, as you know, there there's, there really are no fatal flaws with that team other than their three point defense. And so, you know, this is only uh, going to become a question of covering if Boston happens to shoot the lights out. Um, I thought Boston did, uh, you know, they needed to shoot about better than 33% from the field in game four to get that win, um, you know, better than 33% from three. Uh, they did that thanks to a fourth quarter, um, a barrage. Um, but realistically they have not been, uh, shooting especially well in this series. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, this is going to come down to end of game execution and I can even see Milwaukee winning this one. So, uh, Milwaukee plus five and a half is the, my favorite look on the card today. And, um, uh, you know, as long as they're giving you that many points in any matchup between two teams that are, you know, effectively playing to a draw in every game, then I'm happy taking that. I'm with you. Uh, potential closeout game is the nightcap. Warriors, the only team that uh, has a possibility of getting it done in five here in the conference semis. Up three to one at Memphis. Ja, doubtful not only for the game, doubtful for the rest of the postseason with a bone bruise. Which, again, do people believe that uh, Jordan Poole is Hercules and was able to bruise the bone with one grab? It's an amazing sort of side story. But <laughs> the Warriors are favored by four on the road with Ja assumed out. I guess we could use the word assumed. Um, Grizzlies fall to 20-5 and five without Ja now after the last game. Uh, but 20-5 and five without him this year, straight up. Grizzlies plus the points, you're saying no. You don't want to take No, it. I... No, I take the plus. You will take the sure. points. Okay. Yeah. I, before this series started, I kind of sat down and said, "Look, there is a realistic chance that Memphis loses this series, but covers every game because the game by game market has just been shaded wildly in favor of Golden State, and it still is. I mean, you're looking at fours right now across the board. Um, when Ja ultimately gets ruled out, which I would expect, um, and people kind of you know get off work and decide they're going to bet this game and say, oh my gosh, you're giving me Warriors in a closeout. Well, we got to lay four, and there's no job rant. Like fire away. 
Um, this could get out to four and a half or five. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see a bigger number. I haven't bet it now just because I am waiting for the best possible number in that market. Uh, and I think Memphis ultimately, they probably call it a season here tonight, but uh, I think they can stay inside that number. And, you know, they've been a good bet as a dog all series. Yeah, we'll see if the Warriors do that thing where they lollygag through three, three and a half quarters. And then they're like, oh, we should probably try to win this right now, which uh, they've done a couple times, it feels like, during this postseason uh, and have gotten away with it in the end. Drew, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Hey, best luck to you guys. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. Coming back, John Legazo on baseball next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything Visa has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at Visa.com. Subscribers, they'll have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, JVT, Jonathan Lontobel, best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Lots of NFL preseason coverage when that time comes for that. Not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. The full VEASAN experience, if you want that, which features daily best bets email, a daily best bets email, that is, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Jack Larkin. Uh, Cooper Moorhead could not have been more spot on with his piece on the Miami defense holding opponents to 0.82 points per possession when pushed into the final five seconds of the play clock. Great intel, and thanks for sharing that. Jeb, I was so glad we did that yesterday, especially after seeing the 35-point Miami Heat win yesterday. And what we were trying to get across, and again, shout-out to Cooper Moorhead, uh, who wrote this piece. Again, great analytical piece at NBA.com. He covers the Heat for NBA.com. Um he couldn't, you know, what we were trying to get across was there's not any one stat that tells the story of any game, let alone any series. But for those who are coming off the game three and game four Sixers wins and had the recency bias of what your eyes registered from those games. And again, Dean Oliver's line that you know, human beings sees one game better than analytics do, but analytics see every game and everything in every game that that was just a, a different lens through which to look at that series. That, again, ultimately, for those who missed it yesterday, the Heat, over the course of the season, and yes, and someone came back to me, are you using regular season stats to, to try to predict a, uh, a postseason game? Yes, that's exactly what we were doing. It's 100% what we were doing. Uh, but but the, the, the main crux of that piece was that during the regular season, as Jack Larkin alludes to, the Heat... In the final five seconds of the opposing play clock for the opposing team, they were holding their opponents all year to 0.82 points per possession. Just absolutely elite team defense. But that in game four, the Sixers had 24 possessions, the seventh most that Miami had forced all season. So they were doing what they were supposed to on defense in game four, being you know, the elite heat team defense that they were, going into the final five seconds on the clock. And you know what the uh, Sixers scored? A whopping 1.72 points per possession. And in Game 3, it was 1.13. Not as spectacular, but still way above what the Heat generally give up with that great team defense, forcing the, the opposing play clock into the final five seconds. Um, the other way to put that is, 
if you if you went through all 91 games Miami had played this season, 34 points they allowed in the final five on the clock in Game 3 was a season high. And then in Game 4, the Sixers topped it with even more, 43. So the point we were trying to make was, yeah, you're like, you're, you're, your basketball handicapping mind doesn't necessarily go past, oh, the shots went in. How many times have we heard a make-or-miss league? Yeah, the Sixers' shots went in. They 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 overperformed against a Heat defense that has been a model of consistency in what they do throughout the course of a season. Could you expect the Sixers to do that in two of the remaining three games of the series? And my point was, I would bet against it. And last night, certainly, um, that came to fruition. Now, we'll see if the Sixers can do it in Game 6. We could, we'll see if they can do it in Game 7. But that was the point of that whole conversation. Um we continue to get tweets. I don't want to start, stay, stay on one necessarily. Um, but this is from, we got to fast forward here through because there's a bunch. Oh, uh, somebody said here, this, I guess this was in reference. Brady Cannon's going to join us a little later. And among other things, we'll see if we, uh, oh, here's another take on the Sixers. The mailman. Sixers didn't show up. The late alarm clock was the best handicap. Pathetic effort. Severely disappointed. Some people, <laughs> some people decided uh, to view it that way. Moonlight, and I get this, Brady Cannon's going to join us later. Maybe we'll talk about this, about uh, when James Salinas was on Bet Center and he brought up the whole incident with Barstool in Colorado. But Moonlight uh, says, get Dave on Vison Live with Gil and watch him crumble. Jeff, get the stool presidente on here. Watch him crumble. Uh, let's see here. This is from, oh, and D-Lo says, D-Lo says he'll never do it. Let's see. Uh, this is from this is from this morning as well. Again, tweets uh, at beating the book. Always appreciated. Phil Weiss, Drew Dinsick, an honest guest. What a rarity. Love that guy. Wayne Newman, Embiid was not fouled on that play. <laughs> He's referring to the shot to the face. Uh, maybe his ego was fouled. Nobody wants to have the ball mushed back into his face, especially when said face is broke. However, the man is soft mentally. One can see his softness come through on TV. Do you see his softness come through on TV, Jeff? You see it. I'm gonna say if you Permeate took a, I'm screen. gonna say even with a mask, if you took a shot to the face with uh, a broken orbital bone, yeah. I'm gonna say you probably would actually react a thousand times worse than he did. Yeah, probably. just throwing that out there. <laughs> J Rod, little rust, uh, first set for Mega, then absolutely squashed Roost like a uh, like an ant. Six love to cover that spread. We march on best bet of the summer. All other sports are a sideshow. I agree with that last comment, J-Rod. Uh, but Ego won the first set 6-3, and we're like, oh, boy, that was a tough, <laughs> that was a tough set for Oh, man, best thing going for sure. Jeff, last night, uh, the 35-point Heat win, the 30-point Suns win. I mean, there's not much to add. Again, the stat again, best of seven series. You go up 3-2 to two with a game five win. You win 82.2% of the time. Heat shot 53.6% from the field, 39.4% from three. They out-rebounded Philly by 10. 35-point win was their second match, their second largest margin of victory in Heat postseason history. Heat now 6-0 at home. One of the two teams that are unbeaten at home, Golden State, the other 5-0. Sixers were down by 15 going into the fourth and gave up 12 consecutive points, and it was Katie Barr the door. None of Philly starters played in the final 18. Tyrese Maxey shot two for 10. And DJ Khaled gave uh, Eric Spolster a, sol- a shoulder massage. I felt like I should add that in there. If I c- what would you do with both the Sixers and the Mavericks tomorrow night? Anything? Anything for the series? Would you do you give either a shot to win the respective series? They're, they're actually playing out kind of what I thought going into the series. I thought Phoenix 
would kind of make this series look like it did against New Orleans, where New Orleans really pushed them, made them work. I know the Booker injury kind of changed that series complexion, but still one and six. I would I would actually take Phoenix. I would probably just lay a lay a short money line with the Suns and not deal with laying two points on the road in an NBA game uh, on uh, tomorrow night for that. I, I like the Suns. Uh, nothing on the other game, even though I before the series I thought the home team was going to win all seven in the Heat and the Sixers. Might so happen. far we're right on pace with Might that. And I wouldn't be shocked if Philly wins tomorrow night. They go back on a go back for a, a game seven on a, I believe Sunday that would be. And uh, Miami wins that game at home. So that that would be what I would expect. One other thing, too, Gil, I, I don't know if this just happens to be that all the games Lowry has missed in this series were at home, but Miami has looked significantly better without him on the court. I'm not sure if that just has to do with that Miami is this great home team, regardless of who it is. And the role players, like we said yesterday, who were bad in Philadelphia, were awesome again at home. Uh, but I, I don't know if, if you're Miami. I don't know why you'd be rushing Kyle Lowry back at any point. Let let him take his time, and if you, if you lose without him, so be it. You can't stop Max Struess. You can only hope to contain him at home. Struess nineteen and ten. Butler twenty three nine and six. Butler was plus thirty six in plus minus last night. Is that good? Plus thirty six. Uh, Phoenix, by the way, 49.4% shooting, 37.5% from three. Suns had 16 more field goal attempts, 19 more assists, 12 more boards. Despite the Mavs having 11 more free throw attempts, they win by 30. What about tonight? Any play? You taking the points with the Bucks? You taking the points with the Grizzles? Definitely not taking the Grizzlies game. I'd only take with Milwaukee, but but Gil, that that loss the other night where you give Boston over 40 points in the fourth quarter – you let Al Horford basically look like he did when he was still playing in Florida. I, I just, I don't, I know they're the defending champs and it, and they have the best player in this series, probably the best player in the league, but I really have a hard time without Middleton seeing the Bucks being able to win this, win this series. Now, maybe it'll cover five and a half tonight, but I, I, I have all, I have a bunch of Bucks Eastern conference futures. I do not feel good right now. Cause that felt like you mentioned it yesterday. We could very well talk about this in six weeks when Boston is deep in an NBA finals against whoever it is. And like, yep. wow, the Celtics were done for going to the fourth quarter and then had the best quarter and flipped the whole case of the entire postseason. Could be the most significant stretch of the postseason that comeback the other night. Hockey last night, four game fives. Our Bruins series bet. These are all riding Andy McNeil. Our Brewers series bet. Bruins, rather. Not looking good. Lightning. Whew, what a come from behind win from the Maple Leafs last night. Lightning. Uh on the doorstep of being knocked out. Blues season uh, series play looks great, though. They win. Uh, they take a 3-2 to two lead over the Wild. We're not involved in the Kings and the Oilers, but the Kings getting it done in overtime. Any plays tonight? First of all, you said it You said it off air. Tampa Bay and Toronto destined for a Game 7 and the worst possible fate for Toronto if they lose, like the most oh, uh, gut-wrenching of all losses? 100%. No plays tonight. Uh, the Rangers look terrible, but... At some point, you expect Shesterkin to look like himself again. The other two games, big favorites, no play there. Uh, but, yeah, no, 100% Gill on the Maple Leafs. I might take a piece of the caps. I see no reason why not to. Game five tonight back in Florida. We'll come back. John Legasa on Major League Baseball next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Think you know who's scoring the first basket? Take a fearless shot in the NBA playoffs with BetMGM. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA playoff game or create a parlay of multiple first basket score bets from different games. If your wager loses, you'll receive your original stake back in free bets up to $25. 
With First Basket Scorer Insurance from BetMGM, now you can throw down that bold bet with confidence. Don't miss all the exciting NBA postseason action with the king of sportsbooks, featuring one-game parlays, live betting options, and daily boosted odds specials on some of the biggest showdowns in basketball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New, new and existing customer offer, by the way. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada or New York. One of the nice things about doing a show like this, Jeff, is that uh, Cooper Moorhead, who wrote that piece at NBA.com, uh, immediately uh, got back to us with an updated stat because I, I inquired within and I said, hey, how did that uh, final five seconds of the shot clock thing go for the Sixers last night? And he said in game five, Philly shot seven of 18 in the last five seconds of the shot clock, scoring 19 points on 19 possessions. So a decent drop-off from games three and four, not quite off a cliff, but a decent drop-off. And again, that's all we were trying to highlight. There are different lenses through which to look at a basketball game, some of which our human brains don't pick up while we're watching it, but the stats catch, and that was a, uh, that is definitely a change. They weren't, in other words, Harden wasn't throwing up something with 1.5 seconds left on the clock and prayers being answered. So can Harden do it in game six and seven? He'll have to do it both times. And so will his teammates if that is, uh, if that's uh, going to change outcomes for the Sixers. At least it would go a long way towards doing that. So thank you to Cooper Moorhead for updating that stat. Uh, this gentleman comes to us, and, and I, I can't say enough about him. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at MLB Moving Average. That's AVG, the abbreviation on average. Uh, but he uh, works for The Athletic. He also uh, hosts a show called Cork Stats at the Mayo Media, Net, uh, Mayo Media Network, that is. John Legaza joins a numbers game for the first time. How you doing, John? All right. What's up? Thanks for having me. How we doing? Good morning. We're doing we're doing very well. Uh, your your enthusiasm for the sport of baseball is infectious. I love. We had you on prime time. We loved having you on. Uh, so we, we've got a lot to get to here, and I just want to get to the the very first thing, which is just a broad macro view of baseball and all of these totals. Uh, we talk about first inning score, you know, first inning lines, but but also just game totals that have drifted downwards to sevens and six and a halves in a way again that we've never seen in modern baseball history and the over adjustment of that in your opinion and how you've exploited that is that a correct sort of representation yes absolutely and being in front of that pendulum swing is really you know that's where the edge is right now if you're into scoring and we've seen it already materialize quite literally in real time i was under for the first few weeks because the numbers were too high. The books have swung. You mentioned it. It hasn't been a correction, as markets often do. They overcorrect first. And now we have seen lines. It's got to be unprecedented. I haven't really had the time. You know, man, I'm always moving just about as fast as I talk. I haven't had the time to run the numbers. But I know we've never seen the sixes, the sevens, as you mentioned. I like to bet F5s, three and a half threes being thrown out. Just today on players that have never pitched in the major leagues, those totals used to be strictly reserved. We're talking Cy Young candidates only, not even just SP1s. We're talking about the cream of the crop. You'd have to get peak Verlander, peak Scherzer to get a full game 06. And now that's just kind of par for the course. So now... I'm going over it. We've been hitting overs because they're not asking for a lot. Yes, home runs are down. You could still score when there's not good pitching on the bump. 
you know, it's not rocket science. So, but it is about being malleable. And like I said, trying to be on the tip of that spear in front of the pendulum move. One of those games today, it's not a six and a half or seven, but it is a seven and a half is Oakland and Detroit. <laughs> you went over on this seven and a half with two pitchers. Uh, the casual fan wouldn't even quite know about, would they? Okay. So, I mean, I just have this really funny face on as if I didn't look funny enough in the first place. The total for the game is higher than the combined number of innings these two pitchers have in their major league careers. That I can't believe that. That's insane. We have one major league debut in Wentz, and he's been okay. 412 ERA, 107 whip, all right, 34% K, jumps off the page. But so does a 13% walk rate and two home runs per nine. He's already given up four home runs and only 20 innings in the minors. Uh-oh. And then Logue on the other side. I, maybe people see the 284 ERA. It's only six innings. 58% fly ball, 26% battle rate, three home runs per nine. I mean, this could go over six in the first five, and it wouldn't be anyone's fault. It just shouldn't be a shock. We're talking about major league debuts, and if it didn't get any worse, the Detroit bullpen there in Detroit Rock City, really bad. Plus five ERA, 14% walk, 11% bow rate, last 27 innings. Even if we don't get that seven that or eight that we need early, we're going to get it late. These numbers are just too low. They're just too low for the time being. So while we're getting the sevens and seven and a half, opposed to the eight and eight and a half they should be, I'm going to stick over on these games. Jeff Barlet produced to number five and eight here on a numbers game just whispered something in my ear. Would you like to share what you whispered? Yeah, I, I, these are not real people. I've never heard of these guys. Like, they're the MLB The Show created character guys. That's these just, names. Not real. It's incredible. He, he's with, these are not real people, Gil. These can't be real people. <laughs> uh, you do like, uh, we'll get away from the total uh, the total topic right now, but you also like, you like the Sox today, the Red Sox we're talking on the money line, and you also like the Cardinals on the run line. Yeah, a lot of times you'll find a common thread in my work is pitching. And especially in this environment where offense is a bit suppressed, we want to pitch. And I think I have the edge in both of them. Boston, again, I think we just had a, an overcorrection of the public biases that come with jerseys, right? Yankees and Dodgers right now kind of fulfilling those narratives. Boston is not. The public very quick to throw away the baby with the bathwater. Boston is not great. They don't look like a 100-win team. Nate Eovaldi is awesome. Ian Anderson has a plus 5 Sierra, 14% walk. He's doing the damage on a 229 BABIP. That's going to correct. Ian, um, Nate Uvalde on the other side, two separate pitches with plus 30% whiff rates that come with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. He could work in, work out. Two of his last three starts, seven innings or better. Yeah, the last one wasn't great. Okay, that's fine. I prefer to buy the dip. Give me val, you know, assets that I value that right now are suppressed that I expect kind of rectangular action on. I'm buying the dip on Yavalde and Boston for at least today. Same with the Cardinals. I mean, Baltimore looks okay right now. What's the opposite of buying the dip is selling the rip. And there's nothing wrong with that. The Cardinals have not been great against, you know, on offense lately, but Baltimore starting pitching in particular today's Watt guy Watkins, he's been very poor against righties in particular, and that's what the Cardinals do. I think they get touched up. I like the run line in that one. I think they even covered up easily. Now, you don't have a play on this, by the way, a lot of day baseball today, the first of which is yeah. at 9.30 Pacific, 12.30 Eastern. 
Uh, you don't have a play on this, but I'm curious your thoughts on the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Obviously, the Yankees off to a scorching start. And for those who, who, who may not have gleaned this from your appearance thus far, you are a Yankees guy. As I like to, I said off air, John, I hope you don't uh, object to the characterization. I was like, it's like he was plucked from the bleachers at Yankee Stadium. Like, you're right out of central casting for this. Well, how do you view this game? Yankees minus 135, Blue Jays plus 125 on the dime line comeback. Well, there are quite a few home runs. If you got a good enough camera, you're going to see me reaching for them. I was there when A-Rod <laughs> hit that ball in the division series. I was right near that ball. If you zoom I in, swear well, I, didn't I don't know, know that. why the lens need to fit me <laughs> I had in the, no in the idea. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. What do you Who know? Thought, well, I'll tell you what. I don't even know if you need to see me to know but from New York. Yeah. But yeah, we're dying in the world of New York. We're pinstriped through and through, man. My x-rays are pinstriped. All right, give me. We're going to Stan's Bowling Alley. Those who know, know. We're doing shots of Jameson Tyon today. 284 ERA, 114 whip, 2% walk rate. These are the things we like to look for. He's been excellent around the edges. 36% chase rate. Something that I also like to look for. Pitchers that generate whiffs because it shows that deceptive element. And he has really suppressed hard hit rates. Flip side, Jose Barrios, man. What's the opposite of striking while the iron is hot? Yikes, man. 164 whip. His deserved ERA that's a contact-based metric is north of 625. How about a little bit of bad math for you? 90% in-zone contact rate, which, listen, pitchers have gotten by on. But you need to work around the edges. 50% hard hit rate, that's via stat cast, objective metric over 95 miles an hour. 95% of balls in the zone being made contact with. 50% of those being hit 95 miles an hour. I think Joe Berries is in trouble against my Yankees. And if you follow my work long enough, I am the ultimate pessimist. I really don't like the Yankees. Really like, you know, I'm not into all the bandwagon jumpers. I don't like the way they built those winning teams. This team is winning right now, and I'm not trying to mess with them even against stiff competition. Yankees have a three-phase edge today. John, love it. We had more that we wanted to get to, but we're out of time. MLB Moving AVG. MLB Moving Average is John's Twitter, John Legaza. You can find out again all that he's doing in case you missed it at the top here. John, appreciate it. We'll have you back soon. Thank you. John Legaza, everybody, with uh, some baseball thoughts. From under a cloud of smoke, the great Jason Weingarten. Next, Numbers Gave Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.